Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know there is so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens to build a truly inclusive industry. In these diversity, equity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, The Talent Surgery, The Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through LinkedIn or on my email, nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to FinTech Focus Podcasts. We love to celebrate the FinTech businesses that have the big ideas and those that are making waves in their fields. Today, I am joined by the two powerhouses that founded and run CareFX Services, Kawa Ali, CEO and co-founder, and Harry Boardman, the Chief Strategy Officer. CareFX Services is a payment gateway platform providing cross-border payment solutions to their clients and they are here today to tell us more. So gents, welcome. It's lovely to have you both on the series. Hi, lovely to be here. Thanks for having us. Great. Thank you, Nadia, um, lovely to be here. Amazing. It would be brilliant if you could both tell us a little bit more about your business, because whatever intro I could do would never do it justice. So it'd be great to hear from you. Okay, super. Yeah, so we, uh, KFX Services, the business started itself quite a few years ago off the back of our first business advisory connect that started in 2014 and carefax services was born out of i guess some ideas that we had between us and a few others in terms of opening up the whole financial services space the whole off history that we've had ourselves in terms of making payments through our first business into places like india and asia and over to europe and we really wanted to sort of create a personal touch on the business that, you know, offers out payment services, offers out collection services, offers out named accounts for all of our clients in the UK, which then in turn has expanded into our clients having named accounts in the US, domestic accounts, local accounts, having the ability to operate um, separate payments through Europe as well as then collecting invoice payments from their suppliers, which was something that was quite key to us, given that we, of course, invoicing left, right and centre through all of our clients. And I guess really it was more so the, you know, the speed of service. Our minutiae is that, you know, we like to do things like that for clients. And I've certainly been caught out a few times running the back end and running the payment systems for all of our clients. And, you know, you can be walking through, the middle of London, through the city, through the West End, and I'll get a phone call from a client saying, Harry, I need a trade to be done. And that's where my Mac literally comes everywhere with me in order to do so. You know, KFX Services is still a young company, but we're growing quite fast, offering out our services to high net worth individuals, businesses, and certainly seeing a lot of uptake now with COVID restrictions being eased ever so slightly, I guess. There's still more to come that's certainly very interested upon the whole travel industry opening up even further, although we're not 
really that big in the whole retail sector. It's more so business to business and high net worth individuals, but we are seeing a lot of new high net worth individuals, private family offices coming onto our service right now, which is great. Anything you want to add there, Carla? No, I think, I think Harry kind of covered it, but just to add in there, I mean, the major reason why KFX was born, it was Advisory Connect, which is the company that basically owns KFX services. And we founded probably back in 2014, I think it was Harry, right? So yeah. over seven years ago, was that uh, we help a lot of fintech organizations, Advisory Connect does, in terms of looking to grow, funding, new geos, product launches, and, and we work with some really big, big companies. And we've also worked with a lot of new companies and new startup companies. And at the time, KFX was being discussed. We actually took it on board and incubated this, this payment platform that we saw an opportunity with. And then uh, we helped it grow, branded it, put structure around it. And then we decided, okay, fine, this is a product that we wanted to take to market. So it was one of many fintech opportunities that sit within Advisory Connect that we've actually successfully incubated as a fintech company and then taken out to the wider market. So if you asked me, you know, seven years ago, would we be a, a foreign exchange payment platform solutions provider? The short answer would be, I don't know what you're talking about. But because of how the market has evolved in technology, the availability of technology and platforms and, and skills that allowed us to basically grow this business from scratch. And I think we've been in business, you know, in the, in the public domain for about just coming up to two years now. And we've been quite successful in, in what we've done to date. So um, and we're, we're, as Harry said, we're looking to, to grow, grow into evolve the product offering, evolve the uh, services that we provide. And we're getting more and more traction in, in terms of how people recognize us and, and know who we are. So, so far, touch wood. COVID helped us out because people started doing uh, more and more international business. So it, it helped us out significantly as well. I think it's so great to just hear it from the both of you of exactly what it is that you do, what, what you cover, and also a bit of that journey, because what you probably started off thinking that you were going to cover, that's evolved so much over time and really just shows how agile you are as a business. And then Harry, hearing your story of that Mac opening up in the middle of the street and you getting stuff done, really just highlights the efficiency of it all and just like get whatever needs to be done over the line for the customer and putting that customer first. So yeah, yeah. We love talking about where like the light bulb moment came from, you know, you two being the founders, you've mentioned a little bit around the drivers of setting this up, but actually how did it all, all come together right at the start? So Advisory Connect, you know, predominantly services, the financial services sector, whereby we connect service providers, IT companies with, with end users. And historically, you know, banking, legacy systems, foreign exchange payments, there is a lot out there. But what we were seeing is that as more and more people came to us, they talked about new products, new services, new technologies, and how people were bundling it up. And, you know, a few people came to us and said, you know, we can bundle this up and take this to market, but we just don't know how to take it to market. And that's where our, our incubation or incubator came into, uh, into effect whereby we, you know, we support organizations and process technology, implementation, sales, marketing, uh, and really allow a, a product to evolve. You know, at that point, the opportunity of using our 
in effect Rolodex to help grow the business in terms of finding business for it allowed us to say okay you know what we we should get heavily involved in this and and that's probably happened probably about a year before we actually um, went to market with it. Yeah it's so exciting just to hear how it started and what it's become. My next question I can imagine the both of you will probably reeling off lots of answers to it but it's actually around what you would personally identify as the biggest company achievement since day dot. It'd be really interesting for us to hear what you like celebrating. I would personally say that the light bulb moment is when, you know, we, we have organizations and individuals around the world, and some of them have not even met us, you know, during COVID, uh, et cetera, that have full trust in us to handle their money, to transact on their behalf, to collect their money, to, to make payments on their behalf. And that is purely born out of the fact that we've built a business that's built on security, transparency, and trust. And for us, for, for me, certainly, you know, when someone says, I'm going to send you, you know, millions of dollars or pounds to us to process a payment, that's a big thing. I mean, even as in take me out of this work environment to send money to somebody else's it's always a scary moment for anyone to do. For me, that, that was, you know, okay, we, we've got something here that's credible. And in order to make it more, we continue to invest time, resources. We've got teams in North America and in Europe and that support our business. We've got a technology team in India. You know, we're, we're doing some crazy things. And I just can't wait to get back on a plane to start meeting some of our clients around the world and, you know, grow our business. Now people are coming to us and saying, we want to partner with you, which was, you know, so something that we took on a, off a piece of paper and implemented and put it together is for us, it's a, it's a big achievement. I got to give kudos to what we did with Advisory Connect because Advisory Connect seven years ago was an organization born out of a piece of paper that allowed us to get to this position. And so without Advisory Connect, there would be no KFX services. That's where it all started from. And, you know, when Advisory Connect can say they work with some of the biggest brands in the world in, in the outsourcing and technology environment, people like IBM and, you know, HP and all these big companies that we, we've done business with and around the world, that has allowed us to get to the position where we are today. Mm. Yeah, really great to hear. And, you know, all, all that inbound as well. You know, it's, it's brilliant to hear it whilst we've, we've been going through a pandemic. Like, yeah. great achievements to be sharing. I think it takes me nicely on to the next question around what you think your growth actually means for the wider fintech community in the UK. Have you got any thoughts around that? Yeah, I think, you know, our growth plans were put on hold with obviously COVID there, although we were tending to get rather busy with clients wishing to move money pretty much as soon as the first lockdown started. Both of us were working some pretty crazy hours, but, you know, we're not going to complain, obviously, with the, the circumstances around at the time. But, you know, for us, you know, we're really going to be pushing out our remit now through our banking partners to offer new currencies, new services, new markets to our clients. And I think looking forwards also then leads me to then look backwards as well at the same time given that you know for me personally the light bulb moment for me entering into the foreign exchange industry was upon you know my research into the sector how some of these big banks operate 
and how many people in this world are actually aware of what they're being charged for foreign exchange services was a big eye-opener for me personally. And that's something that, you know, we pretty much pride ourselves with all of our clients. They're aware of what they're being charged for exactly what service. And, you know, to me, that's, that's pure play transparency because a lot of the time, you know, even pre-COVID, when you look at people going off to XYZ to buy their holiday currency, thinking to myself, are you actually thinking about what kind of rate you're getting for your currency against? Are you looking at other competitors? Are you looking in other places for your currency? And, you know, I can't really put a percentage on it as to the amount of people that do that, but I would say it's pretty high. So for us, our growth, we're looking to expand into new markets. Our primary operating markets have been the UK, Europe, the US, uh, and then parts of Asia. We will be expanding our services into Latin America later this year as well, which is very exciting for us. A lot of opportunity in Latin America. And then further on from that, I guess we'll see where the land lies. Nobody can really tell what's going to happen. I mean, we're hoping that, you know, with the the vaccination program that has been super fast in the UK, that this is going to help us to, and, and businesses to open up faster. But again, we can't really tell what's going to happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I've got to say, this is so far just such a great story of resilience and success. I mean, I've been speaking to so many businesses over this past pandemic year and a bit about survival and then, you know, the survive, thrive and then drive forward. And I think that it's just so brilliant to hear just how you have evolved throughout this time and takes me on to my next question. And this isn't just about the pandemic. This is probably your whole history since inception. What would you say have been the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome as a business? Well, first of all, we're a private company. Our funding is, uh, has come organically uh, ourselves. We don't have private equity or VC behind us. So we're quite calculated in terms of how we grow because we don't have a pile of money behind us to grow. So, you know, what that means is that we take a very, very forensic view on things like new technologies, new services, and how the ROI will affect us as a business. And just to follow up on, on your last question in terms of what that means, that we, we look at other fintech organizations, we look at other uh, technology companies and what they provide. A lot of them now talk to us directly, whereas before we would go and search and seek them out. So we're, we're constantly looking at products and services uh, related to financial services uh, and how that would affect our customers and what our customers want. And we also speak to what our customers want. I mean, we're not just a transactional house. We, we have this approach where we, we take a customer and we, we look at the landscape or, or their ecosystem or what they're in. And then we, we look at products and services and whether that means we go and partner with other organizations or we buy their services or technology, we, we will go and do that. Great to hear and something that you, know, you should both be incredibly proud of. No mean feat at all. So now looking to the future, what are your plans for the rest of 2021 and beyond? I know, Kawa, you mentioned can't wait to get back on a plane and go and see clients face to face. Tell us yeah. about that. So our plans going for the rest of this year and into next is, as Harry mentioned, you know, we're looking at new markets. There's some markets that are very hard to do business in that we're, we're looking to, to help launch probably in the back end of this year. South America is, is, is a tricky one. 
but we're looking to bring on some other financial products or instruments that will help our clients be more effective in their day-to-day business, especially around financing or, or foreign exchange. We're also working with more and more liquidity partners. These are the guys that provide us the solutions in terms of supporting and servicing our clients to see how we can guide them in bringing more products and services to to the market. So as we now open up, those are the conversations that we're having. You know, we, we have a plan to have representation, a more significant representation in, in North America. We see that as a huge opportunity. And we're also, even this week, we're talking about what we're going to be doing in Asia as well. So places like Singapore and, and Hong Kong. And so, yeah, busy, you know, big goals, big ambitions. But everything we do is, is done in a, a methodical way. We're not here to, you know, create big bang and, and not have the infrastructure or, or the ability to, to close it. And that's why our clients like us. We're agile, but we're, we do things properly and we do things right. And, you know, part of the biggest challenge in this space for anyone is regulatory compliance. It's a regulated industry. We're regulated. We have to maintain and abide by laws in, in various local areas like the EU, the UK, North America, Asia, etc. All very different ways of doing business. You know, we, we have to ensure that we're on top of these things because we're seeing more and more. It's just not point A to point B. It's, it's totally global now, some of our clients, right? You know, one minute you'd be talking about North America, next minute you'd be talking about the Middle East, and it's the same client. So we, we need to be able to address some of the compliance issues around them and in that you'll have more technologies and you know we're we're seeing more and more startup companies bring more agile technologies in in that space around compliance kyc etc etc yeah really great to hear and what an exciting time for you both and for the whole of the business so thank you both so much for telling us more about exactly what you're up to uh, the challenges that you faced where it all began and where it's all going It'd be great for us to do um, another one of these in six months, a year's time to see exactly what you've evolved into by then, because I'm absolutely sure there'll be new challenges that you'll be facing and overcoming, and it'd be great to hear about them. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Thank you so much. (laughs) 